Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to the No Show. I'm actually like heart racing a little bit right now because I'm going to attempt to take on this this big subject that I don't really have a lot of, um, you know, like race in America. Rah, rah, rah. I'm, honestly, I'm a fucking white dude of some severe privilege. And if you got a problem with that word, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I'll get more into that in a minute with regards to the things that I think. But the goal here as I'm driving to pick up my kid is to try to put my thoughts out into the world regarding a, a conversation that's been happening on my Facebook page over the last uh, few hours. One thing I want to say is a lot of people fucking hate Facebook and I absolutely understand that and it makes a lot of sense because it's mostly 100% trash but I have to say I really do like the level of discussion that I've been able to cultivate at my page Uh, a combination of private citizens and ex-soldiers as well as, you know, PhDs and high-level college language professors and middle school and grade school teachers and artists and business people. And they all come, you know, with very different views of one another and they bring it at each other in these conversations. And for the most part, it stays respectful. And when it moves outside of that respectful zone, I generally let it go, uh, unless, of course, someone's threatening physical violence, which we did have a guy who a little regularly would threaten physical violence upon people, and it sucked, and he eventually had to get banned. And then there was my brother-in-law, who's like this Trump guy, and whenever he would get on Facebook, he wouldn't really so much form coherent thoughts or complete sentences, but do this... E.E. Cummings inspired thought poetry of hardcore right-wing conspiracies like you'd be like oh what do we think about uh, these things that were said at the most recent presidential debate between Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz and he'd be like Benghazi the Clinton Foundation Saudi Arabia a hundred million dollars to black sites what happened to Vince Foster and we're like alright buddy you're not making any sense. You kind of have to go. And he went. I haven't been able to find him since, but if I do, I'll bring him back to see, because I think even his level of word salad nonsense is something that is of at least a strange and Baroque comedic value to what what it comes. Because I think just having that sense of all these different kinds of voices coming together to argue with one another and debate and discuss is is valuable. And I, I don't know very, very seldom, if ever, when people argue on my Facebook page, does anyone ever walk away with a different point of view or having changed their mind in any significant way? If people do change their mind, it tends to be people that were already somewhat aligned in a point of view and frame of reference can sort of um, you know, work out 
some details or have a different perspective that no one thought of before but you know if people are coming at opposite ends of the spectrum generally there's very little much to be had but the positive of even that is that you get a sense that you can see in some detail what people are really thinking as they work their way through these topics in their own head and and they can see what you're thinking and they can you know come up with their own ideas to combat whatever bullshit that you're trying to say but all that is somewhat irrelevant to our it's not irrelevant it's it's connected to what i want to talk about today because i was on and i'm a member of several different weird facebook and left book groups which if you don't know what what weird facebook left book the whole the whole grouping is is that it's this section of facebook that adheres to the idea of being anti-racist, anti-sexist, um, anti-transphobic, uh, very frequently, you know, Marxist or communist in nature, very pro-worker, very left-wing, but something of a safe space for, you know, people that can maintain a certain level of sensitive dialogue can get together and generally be fucking weirdos and make fun of moderate liberals and Americans and, you know, right-wingers and just sort of explore their own discussions in a place. Now, one of the, the major criticisms of these groups is that the standard for what is acceptable discourse in these groups continues to move the bar. And when people make an error and, you know, drop a slur in one group, I think I might have referred to something as stupid. And then I get called out as an ableist because if you call somebody stupid, then, you know, you're talking about people who uh, are differently abled and they don't have necessarily whatever the collectively social standardized versions of intelligence or education and there's a certain classist or anti-disability and you know I get called out on that I'm like oh well yeah I guess I can see how my language might have been unhelpful or insensitive and you look you work to course correct so that you're being less of an asshole but for the most part you know I recognize that I'm a white dude living in this person of color uh, LGBT space and for the most part I shut the fuck up and I watch the conversation go because people will generally reach out on a topic that bothers them of something that someone said or did and then you'll have white people come in to argue their cases of why they think that you know it's none of your business and then they'll get argued and oh here an example in one of these groups today i saw i saw someone in a communist group mention that that it's bougie for women to be spending all this money on makeup and that you know that's so capitalist for them to use makeup and and women just like immediately just 
ripped this dude to shreds, talking about how sexist he is, how he doesn't understand the cultural standards and implications of women having to use makeup in this day and age, uh, and then, you know, that they like to use makeup, and men like to spend money on things that they like, and why do you have to be putting women down on this? And, you know, you just sort of see someone make a transgressive statement that they maybe otherwise wouldn't have thought of, and then have it sort of ripped to shreds by other people in the group. But as it moves along, that bar gets tighter and tighter so that anything you say, whether or not you mean to be transgressive or not, could just get you, you know, openly destroyed and banned and ostracized from these groups. And maybe you don't know where you're coming from. Maybe you can't take criticism and you'll, you know, lash back out. And it just just turns into this sort of a dogpile existence. And for the most part, that dogpile existence is entertaining for me to watch. But today I was looking at one of the groups and it was, uh, it cost zero dollars and zero cents to be like this. And that's spelled dollar sign 0.00 to be like this. That's the title of the group. And someone was mentioning a list of words of AAVE, African American Vernacular English. And they were going through about it and queen and YAS in other ways that people will communicate on Facebook to, you know, sound black. And they're saying that you can't use African-American vernacular English if you're not black. It's wearing the black identity as a costume. And, you know, for the most part, I completely agree with that. You know, Rachel Dolezal, uh, you know, gets herself a spray tan and curls her hair and pretends to be black but in any moment that she doesn't want to be black anymore she can take that costume off well maybe not Rachel Dolezal because she's been out to the entire world as this like weird weird thing but actual black people they can't stop being black and they still have to be black in America and being black in America is a very difficult proposition uh, because of all of the terrible racism and if you want to talk about what terrible racism, I don't know that I have the time to go through the emotional energy of explaining to you how racism has developed in America since the creation of slavery to Jim Crow to the development of the prison program to incarceration statistics and the economic, um, you know, destandardization of black neighborhoods and how black people were moved into ghettos in a lot of the major cities that have a lot less economic development. There's a lot there that ultimately has a strong racial component tied to it that ultimately has a strong economic component tied to it that exists in a self-perpetuating vacuum that is, you know, capitalism is fucking terrible and in America, capitalism is especially terrible for black people. So we'll just put that there. That is something that I'm asserting. If you disagree with it, feel free to comment, calling me an asshole. I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Or we can try to have a good conversation about it. But chances are, if you've got a strong opinion about this one way or the other, I'm not going to change it. So that's my assertion. That's what I believe. That's what I'm saying. And I'm moving forward on that. But on one of these groups today, so this group was, a, this post was about the African-American vernacular English. And they were going through, oh, Here's an ambulance. 
it's a positive, you know, when you see an ambulance with the sirens on, because that means the person is not dead. When the, when the siren's off and I just see an ambulance driving around, I generally just assume that there's a corpse in there and it's just like a moving hearse, like a really expensive hearse. Um, oh shoot, I got distracted by the ambulance. So yeah, so the group was like giving a list of African-American vernacular English that it's inappropriate to use if you're not a black person. And then at the bottom is like, and especially y'all, yes, even y'all. And if you have a problem with that, you can catch these hands. And catch these hands is a, I guess, slang for get punched in the face. And you know, and I read this and I'm like, oh, people, people can't use y'all. Like y'all is African-American vernacular English. Like from birth, I grew up in Southern Louisiana. We were using y'all. Everybody uses y'all. Y'all is just the word that you use for a plural pronoun of a group. Like I, I'm just flabbergasted in reading. I mean, I'd seen people somewhat suggest this before and the people like, guys, Southerners, Louisianians, everyone uses y'all, it's just a word. And they're like, okay, I guess if you're a Southerner, if you're not someone who's not culturally acclimated to the word y'all trying to use y'all, then then it can be cultural appropriation. But if you're a Southerner and they're just like, no, it's black, go look it up. The etymology of the word is black. It's African-American vernacular English. White people can't use it. And you know, you scroll through and there's certain level of like, I think if you're gonna read and just sort of soak in what people are saying in these groups, that's one thing. And when I see, you know, certain type of white allies in quotation marks, I'm like, oh, oh, I see it, I see it and I agree. Thank you so much, I, I'll learn, I'll, I'll change. And you're just like, oh God, you make me fucking hate myself, you hate make me hate wanting to be an ally in the way that you prostrate yourself in these groups with this performative dance of how you show what a great person you are or how you can go after someone else. But I'm, I'm reading this and I uh, just like, I don't know. I, I, can I give up y'all this word that I've used my entire life that has been, you know, acclimated to everybody I know's vocabulary 100% it it seems fucking absurd so I put it out on my Facebook I'm like uh do we see the word y'all has anyone heard about the word y'all being uh racist and you know just like everybody I know black and white are just fucking laughing in my face no 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 are you crazy? You're an idiot. And, and it's interesting because like I said, throughout my own personal page, the discussion moves into a couple of, uh, it's one person I know everyone's going to remain nameless. No one gets a fucking name in my Facebook page. That's just not how it works. I don't get a name. You don't get a name either. But a friend of mine who is a French professor, uh, with a black family, um, in Louisiana, was asking me about what, what the origin is. And I was like, well, they said that, you know, looked up an article about it and some of the earliest known applications of the word y'all was uh, in the mid 1800s referring to 
you know, people quoting slaves. So you all, y'all, and then possibly it's something to do with Scottish people. Scottish people doing this yee-aw thing whenever they come to New York, yee-aw, yee-aw maybe becomes y'all. She says, and as a French professor, she's talking about how they got the, the vous and the vosotros uh, French conjugation of the word you that is a we all or a you all that gets roughly translated by the Creole and Cajun people in the South uh, Louisiana, which is the part of the country that I'm from. And then that turns into y'all perhaps directly there. So there's no real clear sense of where this phrase comes from. It's more of, you know, it's this weird, vague, cloudy idea of sense. So I'm, so what do I do? I'm, I, I quit the group, you know, and I'm going to keep using the word y'all, but I feel bad because one of the things that I saw is like, it was a great little paragraph that did a nice little stick me in the ribs with a knife of, you know, you got to ask yourself when you think about the pain that you cause black people due to the endless oppression of modern life, of living in America, this racist country with this racist national anthem, how you like that? Um, no hireling or slave. If that's out there, you know, is it more important to you to get to use a word or to, you know, exist with respect to these people who don't have the same level of rights and equality that you have? And for me, it's like, ugh, it's a tough fucking choice. But it's y'all. And that's just a word that's in the universe and I don't know that I can accept that as this off-limits African-American vernacular. You know, I try to understand, you know, I, it's, I look at Eminem standing in front of a row of black people doing this terrible freestyle rap about how Donald Trump has a bad haircut and, you know, you understand about the levels that that white people are able to appropriate black culture as it's good for them, but not, you know, necessarily having to deal with all the, the bullshit of physically driving through a white neighborhood in fear that you get stopped on a red light and shot to death for no good reason at all, which is a legitimate fear that black people have in this country. You know, I want to be sensitive to this, but I don't think I can give up y'all. You know, people at other ends of the spectrum are attempting to make it universal. You know, you're looking at uh, the trans rights and the LGBT world. Y'all is a gender neutral plural pronoun. You know, you're not, no you guys or you gals. You know, English doesn't really have a good way to say plural you as a group in a genderless way. <coughs> Except they got y'all. And y'all is just like a beautiful, elegant, and perfect little word that you know, has lived inside of my English for as long as I've had English. And 
fuck, man. I hate that this may make me an enemy or, you know, a fucking normie straight that's no longer an ally to the cause, but fuck, I can't give up y'all. It sucks. You know, it takes me back. I, I first learned about the concept of privilege in like 2003 in a laundromat in, in Louisiana. And I was hanging out with a friend of mine who was working on her doctorate in social justice and she's a black lady and she's someone I've known since she was 10 and I was 13 and we've been somewhat close for many, many years. And she's and her whole family was just a group of people that, you know, I know black people generally aren't a big fan. And and look, I'm someone that can very easily put black people all into a central category. But, you know, you're the person like, hey, uh, so uh, tell me, explain to me about racism. Please tell me about what the black experience is as compared to this. What did y'all think about Colin Kaepernick? You know, just that fucking asshole asking you to be a spokesperson for the entire black race. Uh, yeah, that's me. And, and they were, they were my sounding board, uh, total representative of all things black. But, you know, I, I think I'd heard the term privilege or, you know, bigotry and racism. And, you know, I was asking her like to please help me understand what the difference between bigotry and systemic racism was and and she laid it out there in terms of everything that I said at the beginning of this podcast the 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 pipeline from preschools to prison how children black children are viewed with more suspicion and more discipline by school teachers at a very young age and that discipline eventually puts them into the prison system a lot faster about how they're not able to get home loans and discriminated against in employment and have certain ceilings against them that have gone on like even beyond just the pure not able to vote you know and I think of myself growing up as a kid I went to schools that had black kids and white kids and I heard about slavery and read about it, but from my own limited perspective, you know, I thought, I thought there wasn't, I thought racism was dead and I thought we lived in this progressive world and from my own limited, stupid, ignorant, white point of view, you know, I thought I was living in this utopia, but I absolutely did not have a grasp on the experience of other people. And I still, it's very, very limited. So You know, I try to keep myself open to, you know, understanding this experience as, as best as I possibly can. And in that moment that she's breaking this down for me, you know, I flash back to the fact that I ran for class president as a senior and the person who had been class president the last three years was a a black girl who was like 4.0 grade point average and student council. And she was head cheerleader and she was all of these like really amazing things. And I was able to go in as this like, you know, kind of a slacker B student privileged fucking white guy and say some shit like a, you know, for my speech, like this is all, this is all crap. The whole student council experience is nonsense. If you vote for me, 
I'll be a silly asshole and you'll laugh at me. And, and I won. And, you know, for a minute there, you know, I did have black friends and I had black friends campaigning for me and running my campaign and sort of using that to my example. But really, I thinking back on it, I think one of the big things that gets me to win is that like all the white kids had a white kid to vote for <laughs> when they didn't before. And they had the option to just, you know, be racist. And I got to ride on that, that, that cloud of privilege and racism and take an opportunity away from a more qualified black woman. And just that moment in that laundromat where I learned these things and I look back at my life through the spectrum, you know, being in New Orleans, going to a rave, wearing big, stupid, wide Jinko pants with the red stripe down the side and a wife beater, uh, clearly being on a drug, you know, walking right past police officers, uh, dirty as fuck, and just nothing. Whereas if I'm a black person in that same situation, I'm absolutely going to get stopped, going to go to jail, going to not get to go to school, going to be barred from further employment. And, you know, I get to be an idiot. I get to be a kid. I get to make fucking stupid mistakes. And other people don't. And black kids have to watch a, walk a much more narrow line, generally speaking, than I ever did. And, you know, it's, it's bullshit. And people need to know. So... I rarely trust my instinct. I try to take the moment in terms of race or sexism or, you know, other things of that nature to, to listen and to understand and to let other idiot Facebook commenters make the fucking mistake that, that I'm not so that I can see what the argument is and see why they're, they're wrong and dumb. But y'all is a bridge too far and I'm going to keep saying it. And God, if it keeps me from hearing certain levels of perspective and if it bars me from having certain kinds of friends, Oh, that sucks. Uh, but unfortunately that's the, the boundary that I have to set for myself, at least linguistically speaking. Period. Um, oh, God. One other thing. This fucking dude from Chicago, uh, with all the people there trying to talk about when do certain parts of speech become just vernacular or African-American vernacular dialect or what parts of the world do they come from or what's the historical application. And, you know, smart, smart motherfuckers on my page are having these great conversations this Chicago asshole chirps in with, uh, uh, it's not racist, but when I hear someone using the word y'all, I know that they don't have a good use of proper English. Like, this pompous, jerk, dick, motherfucker, piece of shit. Like, that level of, like, arrogance in terms of who gets to decide what piece of English is the right piece of English is the shit that's going to get under my nails every fucking time. So fuck him again. 
This is Welcome to the No Show. This is the podcast that I have to try to sort out thoughts and feelings about the world. Sometimes I'm going to tell stories. I plan on having conversations with people as time goes on. Um, there's going to be discussions of popular culture, uh, maybe sports, but it's all going to be filtered through uh, my own viewpoint. I hope you enjoy this. Please subscribe. Uh, we've got this shit on the Stitcher on iTunes, on SoundCloud. I love to see comments. Keep those hearts flowing. And thank you for listening. Love you guys. Bye-bye.